one more time. Somebody open up your mouth and shout the name that's above every name in this place tonight. Come on, lift up your voice and give God your best praise in this house. Clap your hands one more time all over this house. Hallelujah. High five about 10 people on the way to your seat. Tell them God is fighting for us. Now turn to somebody else. Tell them I've got news for you. Tell them the battle is already won. Tell somebody else we're undefeated tonight. Come on, if you know you're part of an undefeated church tonight, you ought to put your hands together one more time and give God a great praise in this house. Woo! You can be seated for just a few moments. Amen. What an awesome touch of the Holy Ghost is in this place already tonight. How many of you thank God for what he did in this place this morning? Amen. I'm telling you what, when the Holy Ghost got finished around here, moving in such a powerful way, Elmi was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. I think we ought to clap our hands and give God a praise for that tonight. Amen. And then Arthur was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost this morning. Is anybody grateful for the harvest that's here? Amen. God is is doing some amazing things. Tell your neighbor, this is the year of the open door. Amen. You got to wake up every morning just looking for the blessing around the corner. You ought to wake up every morning just in anticipation and say, all right, God, I'm ready for whatever you're doing in my life. Amen. I just had a chance to speak with Brother Liggins briefly tonight, and he told me that he's only, he's only been at his job, th- I think, three months or less, and they have already promoted him, gave him a brand new position, gave him a raise. I'm sure that, I'm sure that maybe made some people that have been there longer than him wonder what was going on. We only got one answer for it. It's the favor of God that's all over us. Somebody tell your neighbor, favor ain't fair, but I'm glad I've got it tonight. Somebody ought to give God a praise for his divine favor that's in your life. Amen. And uh, we thank God for that tonight. It's so good to have all of our guests that are with us here tonight. Amen. Would you help me put your hands together and welcome all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord tonight, we're so grateful that you joined us for Sunday Night Live at the Rock Church. Amen. And uh, we're excited about what the Lord is going to do the remainder of this service. Amen. I did not receive their names, but I understand that we have some missionaries here all the way from Mexico tonight. Is that right? Amen. I think we ought to give God a great big praise. Mexico's in the building. Come on, somebody. Amen. And uh, just this morning we were talking about uh, our translation services. And uh, somebody reminded me, they said, Bishop, you forgot ASL. And uh, we got another language that we, we translate every service. So we thank, let's thank God for that tonight. Amen, somebody. Amen. How many of you came ready for the word of the Lord tonight? Would you stand with me all over this house as we prepare for the entrance of God's word into this place tonight? 
Uh, if you were here this morning, you know that God used um, Brother Collins in such a, a dynamic way this morning as he unfolded the word of the Lord and preached the power and the simplicity of the gospel. And, uh, and the Lord showed up in a powerful way this morning. Uh, Brother and Sister Collins, we're so glad to have you here. And Sister Sierra, Brother Devon. <laughs> That's a joke. It's Brother Devin, and, uh, but we're so glad they're here tonight. We love you all very, very much. We want you to come and preach the word tonight, Brother Collins. This is Sunday Night Live. We're with you. We're ready to shout. We're ready to repent, whatever the Holy Ghost wants us to do. Would you put your hands together one more time and give God a great big praise? Come on, we can do better than that. Let's give God a great big praise as the man of God comes to deliver the word to us tonight. Don't stop that now. Come on. I think there's yet a praise in the house on somebody's mouth. Hallelujah. My God, my God. Amen. What an awesome, awesome, awesome church. Praise God. Amen. I was in the VIP room this afternoon. And, uh, Enjoying fellowshipping with all the first-time visitors. And, uh, I love people. I love people. If you love God, you need to love people. You should love people. And I was having a conversation with Brother Matthew. You know, we became real close last night. He and I and his wife and the Slosses, amen, are spending a little time doing a little maintenance here at the church, amen, cleaning out some water that was not so clean, amen, and having a good time. So me and Brother Matthew were talking in the VIP room today, and we were talking about, now don't judge me, church, don't judge me, we were talking about donuts, okay, they had some had some fresh, well, some freshest as they could be, Krispy Kreme donuts. Brother Matthew, where are you? Where are you, my brother? He's up here. I'm telling on you, brother, because tonight I just want to, I just want to open up my mouth and I just want that stuff to flow over me. <laughs> but my point is, this church is unbelievable. Amen. He, he asked me a question. He said, Brother Collins, have you ever been to a, have you ever been to a Krispy Kreme <laughs> where the machinery is in the house and you watch those delightful, angelic, round, spherical hold things be flipped onto that conveyor system and then they roll to an expected end. And it's to be covered in the goodness and the mercy of the Lord. And when it's all said and done, and the donuts are placed freshly in the display case for all to see, it doesn't stop their rock church. They walk over to the window and they tug on a little cord. And on that cord, when that light comes on, is a red sign and neon lights. It says hot and ready. Is there anybody in this house tonight that's hot and ready for a dynamic move of the Holy Ghost? Is there anybody?
anyone in this place that wants God to have his way? My God. Amen. You're going to make me mess up this other suit. If you know, you know. Amen. So, as you, if you were here in the sanctuary this morning, I'm a very simple man. I'm a very simple preacher. I'm probably not going to bring you new revelation and enlightenment, but I'm going to bring you the strength and the foundation and the core of God's word as God has delivered it to me. And I'm bringing you a very simple message tonight. And I fought this, Brother Williams, and I can't get away from it. And God dealt with me. And I know that I'm probably not speaking to everyone in this room on every level. But I am going to deliver what God gave me because I believe it is for the church on every level. Because it's the word of God. So, I love you, brother and sister Williams. Thank you so much, my family, my wife, my daughter, my son, and all of you precious saints. This is a beautiful, wonderful place. Turn to your neighbor and say, you better make this your home. Turn to him and say, I mean it. Turn to someone you haven't turned to yet and said, and say, I'm not playing. Turn to someone else and say, I'm not joking around. I'm not messing around. I'm going to make this my house. I'm going to make this my home. I'm going to make this my last stand in this end time. I'm going to make this the place where my feet launch off of dirt and go to heaven. This is my home. So I'm going to preach what the Lord has laid on my heart tonight. If you have your Bibles, if you would please turn with me in the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 12. I'm going to read verses 1 through 5 to start. Genesis chapter 12. Verses 1 through 5, and then I'm going to skip down to Genesis 19. Read verses 15 through 17. And then we're going to launch forth, someone say, into the deep. Wherever God leads us tonight, that's where I want to go. How about you, church? Amen. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 5. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, Lord speaking to Abram, and I will bless thee and make thy name great. And in turn, thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. And curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth 
be blessed. And so Abram departed. Someone say departed. And as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 70 and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go into the land of Canaan and into the land of Canaan, they came. Skipping down to Genesis chapter 19, I'm going to read verses 15 through 17. Genesis 19, verses 15 through 17. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise! Take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, someone say lingered, and while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters. The Lord, being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. Now I want you to take note of this picture right here in the scripture. The dichotomy of wills between flesh and deity but profoundly and visually expressing the great mercies of God as each hand of Lot and his little family is held by an angel. And they were being led out of and thus into. Verse number 17, And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. Skipping now down to verse number 24 of Genesis 19. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and so much the more and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife, looked back from behind him. And she became a pillar of salt. But 
his wife looked back from behind him. Notice in the scripture that she had to look over her husband. And she became a pillar of salt. Tonight, I want to preach for a few moments very simplistically, not very long in the message, but this is what the Lord has laid upon my heart. And on this word that the Lord has put in my heart, I want to preach for a few moments tonight. And when you leave, don't look back. And when you leave, don't look back. Clap your hands right now. Lift up your voices one more time. Oh, and let's ask God that he have his mighty way in this house tonight. Oh, that he would speak to every heart, every mind, everyone that's in this world, that's in this city, that's in this county, that's in the reach and the touch. Amen. In the circle of the, the control or the, the moving of this church that God would move in this city like he's never looked or moved before. Come on, lift up your voices one more time. Hallelujah. Amen. And if you're going to preach with me tonight, you may be seated, but if you're not, remain standing because I'm going to stand anyway. Amen. In Genesis chapter 12, the Bible says that Abram was called out by God to leave the land of his father. And so Abram began, if you will, a new life and a new walk. Forward, leading forward, amen, looking and walking by the leading of God's hand. In Galatians chapter 3, verse number 24, it says that, Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. And so with most everything that the Bible brings to us, we can use it in our own everyday living as a teacher or a trail marker, if you please. We even call these Old Testament scriptures, and thus those that teach Bible studies will know this terminology types and shadows of that which is to come. And where we are right now in this time and day that we live in, Abraham or Abram and his family, amen, in these scriptures, if you allow me to use the type, are new converts, if you will, walking a new walk, taking fresh steps into places in God that their feet have never trod or, if you will, a conversion experience. First generation, Abram called out from the world by God to a land that he would show him. And upon arriving, he built his first altar there in Bethel. Abram, hearing the call of God to separate from the world, departed. All that he knew, family, Friends, locations of his youthful day, hangout spots if you please, cultural lifestyles, everything. 
He forsook all familiarity in his life up to this point to follow the calling of God in his life. Speaking right now to the first generation apostolics in this church, grandparents, parents, husbands and wives, maybe even some young people here tonight that have never had, that, that have never had, or this is their first generation apostolic conversion experience in their own lives. The plan of salvation laid out in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse number 38 of repentance, water baptism, the infilling of the Holy Ghost being completed now, we continue our journey toward that great city whose builder and maker is God. Amen. We're building altars all along the way. Sometimes making mistakes and missteps, but remaining on this journey every day. In our own personal conversion experience, in my own uh, personal conversion experience, I reminisce and remember the days when we were dating. You remember that, baby? It's a few years ago. Coming up on 23 years, just a few months. And that's another revelation in Scripture, how a woman puts up with a man that long. If you seek that out, let me know. Getting together with all my young, good-looking church buddies. Amen. Washing our cars together. Had an old car wash behind our little church on Spence Street in Burlington. Going to the park together. Playing basketball. Living for God and loving God. Amen. The prayer meetings before church in that little fellowship hall with little to no air conditioning, walls vibrating, voices crying out to God for revival, coming in soaking wet from pouring out fervent prayers to God, my pastor preaching the shingles off that little church, exhorting and teaching a bunch of blood-bought ex-hoodlums the oracles of God, setting us on fire for the gospel's sake, and then turning us loose on our city to teach Bible studies and knock doors, amen, and turn the world upside down in Burlington, North Carolina. Bishop Williams, we were young. We were on fire, still on fire, just not as young. Watch it. And twice as good looking. Y'all hang on with me there. I'm, I'm going somewhere with all this reminiscing. Man, living days of way back. I said way back. <laughs> we first generation apostolics here tonight all have familiar testimonies. And those are just a few of some of my memories. Yet, I want to bring to you tonight, we are not home yet. We are still traveling on this journey to the promised land. And I want you first generation apostolics to listen up. We have on this journey as we should. We've settled down. We've built families and homes. We have careers. And with all of that, we now have raised a second generation and a third on the way. There is now a new generation that we are raising and teaching to follow that same voice that called us out of the world into the church. 
this next generation, and this is what God has laid upon my heart. Second generation, you listen to me tonight. This isn't the same world that your daddy grew up in and far from the same world that our parents were brought up in. Almost of her unheard of, from the baby boomer age to Gen X, we live by principles like honor, respect, chivalry, consideration, ideals like marriage, an institution from God, the two-parent male and female family, honoring your mother and your father, and just good, clean living are just about all gone. And at every turn and at every angle being challenged by new ideals and family lifestyle constructs. But, but you, you just don't worry, second generation. The God of Abraham or the God of Abram is also your God tonight. And he's coming back for you as well. Second generation Lot was led out of Sodom. Holding the hands of angels. We may not have the same testimony as our parents, second generation, and your grandparents with some great, fantastic story of how, what God saved you from. But you know this in the end. When we're all together around the throne, know that God had not slighted you of a testimony of overcoming the deep, dark trenches of this world, but rather saved you from the hellish nightmares of sin that the enemy had in store for you. He is making a way for you to escape. And Uncle Abram, that's mamas and the daddies. We've been interceding on your behalf all the way. We've been praying for you all the way. Hey, if you were raised in this church, don't you worry about, amen, not going through anything in this world. If you were raised up in this house, don't you worry about not having a testimony. Amen. Your testimony is that I live for God, that I love God. Amen. That I serve God. Hallelujah. Amen. Just remember this, young people. When you leave this old world, don't look back. Don't look back. Don't turn back. Lot may have been young when Uncle Abram took them out of Haran to start this journey. But as the processes of life go on, he finds himself with his own family in a city, in a world surrounded by utter sin and moral degradation. Our second generation are called out usually at a very young age, being raised in the safety of the church. My own children were younger than 10 years old when they were baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. Many of the young people here tonight have the same testimony. You're called out of the world, but you really don't understand what the dangers of this world are. But this younger generation is still going to have to make the same decision to hold on to this message, hold on to this holiness lifestyle, and when the day comes, the creator of the angels is coming to take us by the hand and to lead us out of Sodom and Gomorrah to a place called heaven because just like Sodom and Gomorrah, he's going to destroy the wickedness of this world with his wrath, and anyone who refuses to leave will be destroyed with it. Young and old, 
Parents and children and adults, no matter where you are in your walk with God tonight, just remember this. When God takes your hand and he's leading you out, when you leave, don't look back. When you leave, don't look back. Amen. When the angel's got you by the hand and he's leading you out, don't look back. Don't look back. Amen. I need a big brother. Brother John, will you come up and help me tonight? Praise God. Amen. I love my brother here. And you listen to me. Don't you hurt me. Come over here. You stand over here. Amen. He looks good, doesn't he, church? He's my angel tonight. Hey, you look that way. Give me, my, give me that hand. Reach back here. Amen. Now, now you're going to pull me when I tell you, but don't pull right now. I don't, I'm not very strong. But you young people, you listen to this daddy preacher tonight. This world has an intoxicating allure that's drawing on the church. Things that are new and shiny. Things that are seductive to holy minds. Beats and rhythms and lyrics to music that don't glorify God but lifts up sin and wears you down. Hallelujah. Sports heroes of this world that live ungodly lives and demand you worship them. And a Hollywood that promotes and pumps godless immorality into your life in your minds until you can't even lift your hands anymore, much less block the next blow of drug addiction. Hallelujah. And depression that will suck the life out of you and dry out your soul and consciousness until like Lot, until like Lot's wife, you're reaching with one arm. Go ahead and pull, brother. Amen. You're reaching with one arm. Don't pull too hard. But, but then she's looking back. While the angel's leading them out, amen, and the angel's leading you by the hand, amen, she's looking back, amen, there's someone in this house tonight, I feel like, amen, the angel's got you by the hand, and the rest of the church is trying to drag you by the arms to an altar, to another youth service, or to another prayer meeting, because the Lord is on his way, amen, to catch his bride away, amen, and you just stop. Maybe remembering some moment in time, back in Sodom, where you thought you were having a good time. Amen. The music was, was different. It was alluring like a siren song. Amen. The lights, and the food, and the parties, and the clothes, and the trapments, and the enticements of this world. And the and so you turn your head. And you look back. Amen. Why do you think, Brother Williams, that the devil has tried to shut down the churches so hard in the last two years? Because he knows. He knows the less that we come into this place, the less we're in his presence. The less that we worship and sing. The less that we hear the word of God preach. The less that we pray and feel the spirit of God moving in our midst. The more that this world will wear us down and dry us out. I'm telling you what, church, this isn't no time to stop. It's no time to look back. And it's no time to slow down. It's not time to shut the church down. It's not time to do less things for God. It's not time to knock less doors. It's not time to do less worship. It's not time to dance and sing and run the aisles less. Amen. God is coming back, and he's got the church by the hand. But while he's got you by the hand, don't look back. Don't look back. Don't look back. Oh, hallelujah. Clap your hands and love the Lord right now. With all, 
with only a small percentage of our country going to church on any given Sunday. You feel that. Go out to eat after church. Amen. If you're dressed up like we were this afternoon, Brother Williams, you're an odd duck walking around in a pond with no other ducks. They've all fled. Amen. So very few going to church. Amen. Amen. This church right here, this church right here is a mighty beacon of hope. Amen. Love and truth. And with the apostolic, prophetic, apocalyptic scriptures of the last days unfolding all around us, we need to make sure that our hand is gripping the hand of God with one and then grab hold of anyone else by the hand by the other and make sure that we're leading them out. Amen. Right now, young people, this is not the time to see how close to the world that you can get. Amen. Because when the angels have you by the hand and the church is moving towards the light of that new city, but you just want to look back into the darkness and turn back to a world that's destined to burn with fire and brimstone, destroyed forever by the hand of God. When he's leading you out, don't look back. Brother Williams, if you'll have those scriptures, I'm ready. Amen. If the musicians will come, I'm done. Amen. Wrapping this thing up. Amen. Jesus speaking in Luke chapter 17 in apocalyptic tones about this soon coming day. Luke 17, verse number 28. Likewise also as it was in the days of Lot. Just like it was in the days of Lot. Read, brother. They did eat. They went out to eat. They drank. They drank their fill. They bought. Yeah. They sold. Yes. They planted and they built it. Stop right there, brother. It was just like any other day. Mom and daddy got up for work and they went out, got dressed, and began their day. To them, it was just like any other day, just a normal day. We're going to do what we've always done. I'm going to work my nine to five, I'm going to go grocery shopping. And then I'm going to come home, and I'm going to make dinner, and I'm just going to repeat it again. We're going to go right on like we did, like we've always done. Go ahead in verse number 29, Bishop. But the same day, but the Lot, same day that Lot went out of Sodom, yes, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven, yes, and destroyed them all. In that same day, that very same day that they thought it was going to be just like any other day. I'm here to tell you, that day wasn't like any other day. That day that they expected to be the norm, that day that they expected to fill their nine to five, that day that they expected to go pick up the kids from, sun, from nursery, that day that they expected to go to the shopping center and go get some groceries, that same day that they didn't expect anything to happen, that was the day. That was the day that God brought his judgment out. Yes. Amen. Verse number 30, even thus 
shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Hallelujah. You know what, church? But we're not looking for that day in judgment. I'm not looking for fire and brimstone to fall from the sky. I'm not looking for God's scorched earth wrath, amen, to burn everything around me. On that scary day, on that great and terrible day, I'm not looking for fire to fall from the sky. I'm looking for something called the rapture. I'm looking for the catching away of his pride. I'm looking for a trumpet to sound, and God is going to catch away his bride. Oh, what a great day that that's going to be. Oh, hallelujah. Aren't you excited about heaven tonight? Aren't you excited about the promise of the second coming of the Lord? Hey, church, we're going to walk on streets of gold. Amen. I want to see that sea of glass, and I want to see the master's face. I want to hear him say, well done. My good and faithful servant. Amen. There's things that I want to see when I get to heaven. There's things that I want to experience. Amen. I've got treasure laid up on the other side. Amen. I've got family members. My own dear grandmother that died in the church and the truth at 87 years old. I want to dance and skip with her on streets of gold. Oh, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. With all this joyfulness and all this expectation, oh, the beauty will behold. Brother Williams, I hear the gates of the city. Brother Judah, they're like giant pearls. That's what the Bible says. Do you know what makes a pearl? A pearl is found and a little shelled fish that lives on the bottom of the ocean. And a little piece of grit gets in the bottom of that shell. And that little shelled fish begins to get agitated. And so that creature designed by God begins to excrete a protective covering to cover the edge. It's damaging and irritating. That little creature. And as the processes of life go on for that creature, that layering builds up and is almost like the Bible said, considered a precious jewel to us. Because by happenstance, we find those things on the bottom of the ocean. And with our man made knives, we crack those things open and we begin to look and we see this precious looking, jeweled, covered grit. Amen. That this creature has been preparing for us. And these gates that I want to see, Brother Williams, they're gigantic representations, I believe, that are there to remind the saints of God of all the things in life that agitate us and discomfort us Get in my crawl. And God says, you know what? I'm going to cover that right there. And as you live your life, Brother Williams, he just keeps on covering. Hey, saint of God, don't you give up. When the angels got you by your hand, don't you give up. Don't you quit walking this walk. Don't you quit talking this talk. God's preparing something for you. God's making a gate for you in that heavenly city. And when you walk up to those gates and you see those giant magnificent pearls that represent all the heartache and all the pain, 
the struggles that we go through in our lives, he'll say, look at this. All that you went through, I covered it all the way. I covered it all the way. And now you're going to walk through that beautiful pearl that represents all the things that you went through in your life. It has become a gateway to you to get into that magnificent city, that beautiful holy city called heaven. I'm so ready, church. Life has a way of wearing you down. Life has a way of pulling on you. But these chains, these burdens of bills, and the world pressing in on you. Amen. But God has made a way for us to be there with him. And we have joy and peace in all of that. And I want somebody to be lifted up in their hearts that you're going to make it tonight. That you're going to make it all the way. That you're going to make it all the way. But I want you to also remember that there is an adversary out there that's looking to grab you and snatch you and yank you out of that angel's hand. Read the last verse, my brother. In that day, he which shall be upon the housetop. Oh, hold on. Read verse number 32. Remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. When you're thinking about turning around, when you're thinking about going back and looking back behind you, you remember Lot's wife. And what Lot's wife represents. I was scratching my head and thinking in my mind's eye. Why did Lot's wife turn into a pillar of salt? Do you know why she turned into a pillar of salt? She became an instant memorial of regret. Amen. A lifestyle that was wasted. A life that was wasted. When she could have just kept on going. When she could have just kept on walking. I don't want to be that kind of memorial church. I want to make it all the way. Lot's wife in a moment of weakness at precisely the wrong time became an instant memorial to what it means to miss the will of God in her life and thus miss the rapture. Brother Williams, at 1.02 a.m. Friday morning, God woke me up from my sleep. And with my heart literally pounding in its chest, and I could feel his presence in the room all around me and in my mind, God spoke to me and said that if you're going to be a part of this end time outpouring of his spirit and in gathering of souls, that we must lay aside our pride and our plans and pray and let God lead us into the next level of revival and growth, amen, in, in this city, in this harvest. And you know what I did? Amen. In my bed, I lifted up my hands and I said, God, whatever it is that you want me to do, I want to be a part of it because I made up my mind a long time ago and I set my feet on this path and I'm not making any plans on turning back now. I've had 27 years of opportunity to turn back. But amen in the Bible, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 50, verse number 7, it says that the Lord God will...
will help me. Therefore shall I may, I shall not be confounded. Therefore I have set my face like a flint. And I know that I shall not be ashamed. Amen. As Jesus faced Calvary. Likewise, the church should be facing forward, marching into our destiny of battles, fought in victories won. God's got a plan, church. There are people outside of these walls that are depending on this church. A church that says, no matter how the heathen rages, or no matter what the political world does, and no matter how the devil digs in his spade, we, the church of the Most High God, are not going to be distracted, dismayed, or diverted. We are going to fight for every soul in our cities and fight this fight. Amen. Until the very sounding of the trumpet of God. And we will not look back. We will not turn around. But gripping the hand of God, we are pressing into the fray. And we will not give up. We will not shut up or back up until we make it all the way up. Oh, hallelujah. If you'll stand with your feet to me right now. Amen. The walk gets tough sometimes, church. We're not done fighting the good fight. It's not called a good fight for no reason. But my eyes, Brother Williams, are set like a flint. And I'm not going to back up. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to turn around. And amen, while the angel's got me by the hand and he's leading me out of this world, amen, I'm going to turn around, Bishop Williams, and I'm going to grab the hand of a family member. I'm going to grab the hand of a neighbor. I'm going to grab the hand of a loved one. And I'm going to press towards the mark of the most high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. And as the church marches on, amen, I'm going to march on to victory. No matter how tough it gets, no matter how great the struggle is, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it all the way. But while you're on the journey, don't look back. Don't turn around. Young people, you listen to me tonight. There's nothing behind you. There's nothing that you want to go to. Listen to this daddy preacher. When he's telling you that God has got everything that you need. The church is our only hope. Hallelujah. The church is my only hope. Amen. As the musicians play, I'm wondering if there's someone in this house today. You've had thoughts in your mind. You've been entertaining something in your heart. Amen. Brother Williams, it starts off like that little grit gets in your crawl but if you don't cover that thing it'll take you down I wonder if there's anybody in this place tonight amen that feels that call amen that has the angels in your view and he's reaching for you and he's grabbing you by the hand amen and you've been saying in your heart you know what I don't know about all this this living for God thing. I look at my bishop, amen, and he's, he looks so good, amen, and he looks so perfect, and hallelujah, and he preaches so good, and amen, but I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can live that life. You let me tell you something tonight, young people. That's a lie from the devil. You can make it. You can live for God, amen. All you got to do is put your hand in the hand of God and not look back.
don't turn around. It's a very simple concept. I'm not preaching any great revelation tonight. I'm simply asking you, amen, in the Holy Ghost, take a step. Put your hand in God's hand. And whatever you do, don't look back. Don't turn around. Remember Lot's wife. Oh, come on, church. Hey, God's in this house right now. Amen. The Creator's in this house right now. Hey, He's reaching out for your hand. Amen. Just make a simple step. Place your hand into God's hand. I know the lights are shining. Other than things that are tempting, but don't go there, don't look back, don't turn around. God's got you by the hand, let Him lead you. You young people, you need to be lifting up your hands tonight, you need to be asking God to help you every day. Every day, God, I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make it all the way. and fathers. Amen. If you can, why don't you find your babies? If it's all, if you can do it tonight, why don't you look for your young people? Why don't you look for your, your children? Take your family by the hand and say, this is going to be a family affair. Hallelujah. Just like Lot, just like the angel, just like his daughters and his wife. I'm going to grab my family by the hand and say, I'm not turning back. I'm going to a city whose builder and maker is God. Yeah, we're going to make it as a family. We're going to make it all the way. But you can't look back. You can't turn around. Remember Lot's wife. 